this NASCAR 2023 season recap edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by the Hockey Gambling Podcast's brand new YouTube page. The hockey guys are giving away a hoodie to celebrate their new YouTube channel. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash HGP. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing things. now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome in to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He, as always, is Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Gomez. It's 2024. Cody, we were just talking about it offline. That means we're only three and a half weeks away from track, from cars hitting the tracks, from me being able to actually speak in complete sentences. Cody, it's just going to be exciting, and, and I'm really excited for this new season. I'm excited for this new year, buddy. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It does feel like we haven't talked since last year, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, sorry. I, it, had to, it had to be said. Right? Hey, I told the uh, checkout lady at at, uh, at the grocery store, I'll see you next year, right? And then that was on, on New Year's Eve. And then we ended up having to go back again on New Year's Day. And I said, I told you I'd see you next year. And we both kind of laughed uncomfortably yeah, at the good. bad joke. and. <laughs> and I moved on. It's uh, it's it's you know, it's it's kind of a worn out joke, but it's got to be, it's got to be there. And uh, yeah, so oh well, here we are. Anyways, yes, like you said, I think we counted four more Sundays without racing. That is it. And then the Clash of the Coliseum. We're back into the swing of things. Back full bore. I cannot wait. I am. I'm super pumped. Super excited. Um, but yeah, man, here we are. We're getting we're getting so close. Still waiting on Xfinity and Truck Series futures. I don't know what the fuck we're waiting on, but that's okay. We're we're being as patient as we can be. Well, I don't know about that. We're we're being patient. I don't know if it's as patient as we can be, but uh, I mean, we have no other choice. We're kind of held hostage by the fact that we don't have them yet. We're so about to, about to set our own odds and just go through it. Cody, we've said this before. Starting a book is definitely something we need to do. Maybe the 2024 season is the season we ended up starting our own book. But uh, yeah, until we get them, we're obviously a little handicapped. But uh, or we can't handicap, I guess, is really what it all. <laughs> 
boils down to. But uh, yeah, so what we're what we're planning on doing, obviously, we're gonna have some guests on over the off season as we start this new year and we start these three weeks heading into the new regular season. Then, of course, we're going to once the odds start dropping, break them down. But today, we figured we'd start out a little bit as as the new year clicks over and as we turn the calendars now or have to start new calendars depending on what you did. Uh, we're going to take a look back at 2023. We're going to talk about a little bit of news that's happening right now, and then uh, we'll just we'll just kind of go over some of our biggest disappointments and some of our biggest happy moments of 2023. Uh, I know this is supposed to be that end of year thing, but whatever. We we had better things to talk about over the end of the year. Uh, we actually had odds, so now that we don't, we'll just kind of go over them. You can lament with us, but we promise, as always, we'll make it relevant to the situation at hand. Exactly. I love it. So, uh, all right. Well, listen, uh, I guess before we get even going, let me tell you first about our underdog fantasy. I, I tell you what, I love underdog. I love being able to do this from a, a state in which I can't do any sort of actual legal uh, type of thing that I can do other than this, right? Underdog gives me a chance to play alongside my favorite fantasy players all season long whether it's nfl nba nhl college basketball college football as we know uh racing to later on simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players fantasy stats and cash in tell you right now i was high on the uh receiving yards uh, last week for ty chandler and i i'm so happy i picked the higher than on that one i know that it was a little bit of a sweat fest Heading up until the final end of the game. But he got there. He got my hire. Definitely cash me an underdog fantasy. So make sure you do that as well. Watch along. Make your picks. Maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog's going to double your first deposit of up to $100. It's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. The Hockey Gambling Podcast, the boys over there with the stick and pucks just lost or just launched their new, well, they didn't lose it. They launched their new YouTube channel. They're giving away an HGP hoodie to celebrate. You get yourself a nice fancy Hockey Gambling Podcast hoodie to celebrate the launch of their channel. You want in on this? Of course you do. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash HGP to enter. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash HGP. All right. Of course, our racing gambling uh, podcast hoodie is uh, is up for grabs too. At some point, we'll we'll have to make sure that we give that away before the season starts because we want you to be sporting it. First of all, while the weather still dictates it, and second of all, while uh, you know, while just before the season begins, it is hoodie season. So it's totally hoodie season. I didn't put one on. I've been told that I've wear I wear hoodies too much. So I'm trying to cut down. On Is the, there such a thing as wearing no, a hoodie too? I mean, no. there's nothing just more comfortable than a hoodie anyways. Wear them often as I can. It's fucking cold in my basement. So <laughs> here where I am in the basement in the corner, it's really cold. So got the hoodie on to, to stay warm. I've taken to becoming the old man that I'm, I am already. I just have this thick robe that all I wear now when I'm home. And, <laughs> and for those of you guys who know me, mostly work from home therefore that robe is mostly on while i'm there the only <laughs> maybe, thing i maybe need you need to wear it for an episode <laughs> rod right in there. his robe i will i will put this damn thing on it'll be a smoking jacket like hugh hefner's got on all i need now is a rocking chair and and a, a big fist so i can shake it at everybody and just say get there off my lawn 
That's that's all that's missing from it right now. I've got the robe. I just need the rocking chair and the fist to shake around. So, um, all right. So there has been a little bit of news that is uh, is going on right now. It's slowly trickling in. Obviously, we know that the off season after all the signing frenzy happens, it sort of dies down a little bit. But one thing I did notice today, uh, and Bob Pockers actually put this out on his Twitter today, was that uh, Sonoma getting that repave. And boy, I, I cannot wait to be there to see it in person. I know that as, I, as I've been there, you know, the track itself is gorgeous. The backdrop is gorgeous. I could just only imagine what this new surface is going to look like. And I can't believe I have to wait till right around Father's Day to see it. But um, I don't know that it'll improve the racing much because, again, it's, it's Sonoma. It's hard to improve a road course like that. Yeah, well, I don't really know. I mean, in general, repaving tracks is not great for racing, right? We've kind of seen that over the years where it, right after a repave, it doesn't help the racing a ton because there's, it's new and it's, it's no, there's no characteristics and, and no grip built into it and everything. Um, it's like North Wilkesboro this year. It's going to be something we're going to talk about, right? Because it's going to be completely different than last year where it was wearing out the tires and now it's a brand new surface. going to be limited tire wear, all of that. On a road course... Man, I can't remember the last time we had a, a road course repave, right? Because, I mean, really, for a long time, we just had the two road courses. And and so I, I'll be interested to see how it affects the racing. I don't know that it really changes as much on a road course. I don't, I personally don't know a ton about what it might or might not do. Um, I, I guess it would make, maybe, maybe makes the surface a little more slick or not as, as grippy in some parts, maybe, but, uh, yeah, I will be interested to see how it translates to to racing. Because I mean, they redid like the entire surface. The whole track is is complete. Which man, the pictures? God, it always looks so beautiful there. <laughs> I saw a ton of pictures there. You know, they had a bunch of aerial pictures and stuff of like the whole layout, and you can see see the new surface. It looks absolutely beautiful. Definitely go check it out. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see if and how it affects the racing. Sonoma has not been super bunch of passes or anything like that. I mean, and in general, especially with this new car and even at the old car, really road courses haven't had a ton of just, you know, side by side racing or anything like that. Um, so I don't know that it's really going to hurt much, um, but we'll see if and, and how it changes a little. I wonder if it will affect or at least impact the, the final, the final turn. I mean, the, the one heading into the front stretch as it were, where, you know, you see these guys clipping into the tires already to try to get in there and sometimes knocking them off. Uh, I think what is it? AJ did that. AJ Almendinger clipped. uh, I believe, I believe that's how Kyle Larson fucked our uh, Xfinity ticket this past season. Indeed. (laughs) Well, he dove a little too hard into that corner. Yeah. And, and again, that is a very high, well, I don't want to say high speed, but it's a high torque corner. And, you know, you get the back end stepping out on you or or even can't even get the front end to turn in a new track. That could lead to a couple of more, I don't know, I guess practice and, and qualifying would be a lot more important in that instance to try to get a feel for that corner because that's, that's the big one. That's where you come in hot and have to slow yourself way down into that corner or else you're going you're gonna to slide right out. Yeah, exactly. It'll be interesting. I mean, it's not like, I mean, we only go there once a year. They didn't go there in 2020. We've only had a couple of races in the new car. So it's not like they're going there a couple of times a year where it's a track. They're really used to certain things. So I don't know how much it will really affect the overall picture of things, but it'll be interesting to to see 
you know, and, and I'm sure the broadcast will cover it when they're there, what type of, uh, what type of characteristics it kind of changes and, and how it might affect the racing. Yep. It's still going to be beautiful. I'm still going to give you pictures from it. In fact, I'll give you pictures of me standing on the brand new track, uh, you know, having a good time looking down at, at the new, the new surface. And we'll, uh, we'll keep you posted as the, as the race progresses. Yeah. Love it. So, uh, all right. Speaking of keeping you posted, if things progresses, uh, we know that Matt DiBenedetto vacated the 25 truck. There is a new occupant of the 25 truck. And that is a guy that we're familiar yeah. with. And uh, yeah, Ty Dillon now in that twenty-five truck, Cody. Your your initial reaction to a meh being replaced by a meh? <laughs> um, yeah, that's a fairly solid comparison, really. I, I think that it's, I think for both of those guys, like the truck series is like is a great place for them. And we saw Dependedetto had some success. That's a smaller team; they don't have a ton of money, right? Um, despite the fact that they've sponsored all of the races in the past, which is not going to be the case, which is probably why you bring Ty Dillon in, right? And and this really affects a lot of things as far as the Cup Series where it was talk about him getting a ride there, and, and we could talk about that. I was trying to pull up his uh, Truck Series. So, um, I mean, he finished second in points in, in 2013 when he was running full-time. Um, he's got three truck series wins in his career, you know, over just 58 races run. Um, and I mean, Austin was kind of in there, in there at the same time. And, and Austin did really, really well in the truck series. We know that Austin is a little more talented than Ty is, but I think this is a good place. I mean, he's been a cup series driver for, uh, I mean, he's got 238 starts in the cup series now. So he's been in the cup series for quite some time. This will give him that opportunity to step back into the truck series and maybe be a little more where he can be a little more competitive. We saw this truck make the playoffs with the Benedetto in it. Um, and I think that Ty Dillon could maybe accomplish something similar. Uh, say he's borderline playoffs. Maybe he gets in, maybe he doesn't. Again, we've talked about it earlier this off season where there is a lot of talent leaving the trucks, and that does open up a lot of questions. You know, you're losing all the GMS trucks. Now that's sprinkled out into some other rides and things, but could definitely shake some things up for sure. So it will be interesting to, to see, but I, I think that it's a good landing spot for him. Um, obviously it works out well for the team. So I think the team is going to still sponsor, you know, 16 races with the Rackley roofing. They're obviously the ones who own the team, um, but then Ty can bring in some money of his own. He's got some sponsors that have followed him around. Um, and, and, you know, with Richard Childers being his grandfather, there's deals and, and whatnot that can be put put in over there. So um, I think that overall, good fit, uh, and, I, and I think I'm excited to see Ty, Ty Dillon there. I think, you know, is he going to win a bunch or, or be competitive for the win weekly? Probably not, but I expect him to be kind of a top 10, top 15 truck and, and running decent each week and, and bring bring a veteran leadership to that series. Um, so, yeah, I think that it'll, it'll be a great fit. Obviously, then, the colleague 16 car, the rumor had been he would take that ride for a while. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, AJ Ringer is going to run the Daytona 500. So maybe it's going to be part-time crew. Does Ty still get some rides in that car if they can put together some sponsorship deals and money? You think he's maybe one of the guys, if, if colleague is just looking to sell that ride, um, that could potentially do that. So we might still see him in the Cup Series a little bit. I think the Truck Series is a really good spot for a guy like this. Ty's a super nice guy. Um, I've actually met him before. He's he's really, really cool, down to earth. He had a podcast for a little while. He didn't get very many episodes in, but it was great to like just see 
he's just kind of a regular dude and and he really loves racing and and so to see him land somewhere have a spot i think that man i you always wonder like which which side would you take right would you want to run 35th in the cup series every week or or do you want to be top 10 in the truck series every week like which side is you know and he's had the tr- the cup series part of it for a while now we'll get the opportunity to do the truck series side of things um so ah man that's something i've always wondered like if i were to get to that level which side would i take because i'm such a t- like i'm so competitive and i want to win but you want to be at the top too so i don't know if i would be Oh man, I don't know, Rod. Which side? I'm now. I'm curious. Which side would you take of that? <laughs> so, and it's funny that you say this. And and first and foremost, let me just say that that I I wanted to talk a bit real quick about where we thought Ty Dillon would be in the championship standings, or not standings really, but the odds where where we think he would be placed. I mean, is this uh someplace where he'd be in the amongst the favorites? Is he going to be somewhere in the middle? Like, I mean. Obviously, Ty Dillon's a bigger name when it comes to coming down from the Cup Series. So I'm going to be curious to see how the books treat him because, again, the success in the Truck Series is not necessarily there as far as somewhere you want to put him in the in the I guess top five. But is he a top fifteen? Like what? Where where does he land? And I'm I'm, I want to see what the numbers look like for Ty Dillon uh, for sure. I think odds wise, he's probably around that. 12th 13th i'd have to look at the list of drivers right in front of me but i don't think he's going to be you know lighting the world on fire or or anything like that it's not going to be john hunter nemechek going back to the truck series it's not that type of truck and it's not that type of driver either yeah uh and as far as where i'd want to be listen i kind of i've been having these these i had a couple days off of of work i suppose of of another job because there's nothing available over the holidays because in my other job people don't usually schedule uh uh, things that i can work at over the holidays so i've had time to think and and in your question as far as where would i rather be when i first dreamed of being a sportscaster and if you go on my twitter you're gonna you're gonna see i saw this earlier today so i thought that's why it'd be appropriate question it's a (laughs) it's a super question um i i I had my sights set on on sports center right because that's everybody's brass ring it's like espn back in the in the late 90s and the early 2000s that's all you wanted to do and and that was all that was available to you almost there was a little there were the the few sports networks that were popping up but the internet did not give you the platform to be your own so the question is, would I rather be a guy that's on from 2 to 2.30 on ESPN and, and a great, yeah, sure, the money's probably better, or would I rather be the host of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast where I know that I <laughs> I am, don't know, Rod, if they call and make that deal, I love you, but. <laughs> and, and to me, that's where I, that's, that's my thing where it's like, I'd rather be this. I'd rather know that my audience is here and they want to be here rather than a two o'clock in the morning ESPN show because ESPN's not even the brass ring anymore. All of these big media corporations are not even the big brass ring anymore. Stuff like this is exactly where it's at. And so, not to, not to say that the Truck Series is not as major as the the Cup Series, but again, we're as good as the Truck Series. I'll take that. If I'm going to be the main host of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast rather than the two o'clock fill-in on ESPN. Give me this all day. Like I'd rather be where I can be competitive, and this is a this is a field where we can be competitive, you know. And every day I can come to work knowing that I have an opportunity to be one of the better voices, one of the better, 
you know, whatever in this in this business rather than just white noise running 35th in the Cup Series. I like it. I like it. It's a good good answer. Sorry. I've been giving a lot of thought to that. So. <laughs> uh, I saw that, so I figured it would, it would parlay <laughs> perfectly into uh into the the thought <laughs> my existential crisis is no no bounds crises crisis is i don't care what it is uh but yeah so as far as ty dylan's concerned when the numbers come out it'll definitely be something to keep an eye on just just from a standpoint of of maybe regular season win totals if they come out some championship head-to-heads if they end up coming out that would be probably one thing i'd keep an eye on other than the championship total i'm not I'm not touching that at all because I don't think he's going to win the championship. Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't even waste a bet on that. I don't think. I, again, I, I think if he made the playoffs, it would be a pretty solid season, and, and you'd be pretty surprised. But yeah, give me it to make I, the I playoffs. That. that that would be yeah. one that I may end up looking at, depending on. Well, the slow down, Rod. Let's uh, let's maybe get uh, <laughs> let's maybe get uh, some truck series odds in general first. Or we're making our own, are we? Remember? But oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> It's about it's about to come to that, but oh, <laughs> it is about to come to that. Um, all right, got some more stuff to talk about on the other side of this break. But first, let me tell you that buying tickets sucks. It's not the that's just not the best thing in the world to do anymore. Doesn't matter if it's for your favorite concert, for your favorite show, for tickets to stand in line for your your kids' lemonade stand. I don't care what it is. They try to gouge you every single time because you're trying to buy last minute or you're just trying to buy tickets that you want to sit close enough last minute all just whatever it is buying tickets sucks of course not so much anymore game time is here to take away all the stress of buying tickets not only are you going to get tickets that are guaranteed they're going to be on time they're going to be authentic when you buy them you're not paying quite as many fees for them. You're going to get much better prices on these last-minute tickets as well. And if you find lower prices somewhere else, they're going to make up the difference 110% of it. 110% of the difference. So you're not just getting the ticket price back, but you're getting that extra 10%. That is the game time guarantee. Not to mention, it is made for your phone everything of course everything nowadays should be on your phone game time is on your phone you get tickets you get everything that you don't need to fish around in your inbox or anything like that everything right there on your phone make sure you are going to go to game time because you also get tickets or you also get pictures of the seat that you're going to be sitting in right there delivered to your phone as well snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account use code cfbx you're going to get $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account. Redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bet's to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bet's app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Well, Cody, we talked about the guy who is now in the 25 truck, but let's talk about the guy who is leaving 
the 25 truck. Matt Benedetto, a cryptic tweet the other day that he sent with merely a pen. Is it, it is it cryptic? I think he just found a pen and that was the tweet. <laughs> he was like, sweet, <laughs> I've got a pen. Oh, found a pen. Here we go. I'll tweet about it. And then, uh, yeah, that was like five days ago. <laughs> it was okay. five days ago, but like, yeah, where what are we waiting for? So where's now? the new, like, some of these, some of the waiting on these deals, it's like, okay, five, you know, you tweeted out five days ago, like, give it to us the next day then or something. Like, at this point, it's going to be like secondary news. Like, <laughs> you're not that popular that you need to drag it out, dude. Well, apparently he is that popular. Uh, apparently everybody, everybody <laughs> seems to love them. So Matt Benedetto. Yeah, it'll be interesting. A lot of, a lot of the rumors that I've seen have been uh, going to AM racing in the Xfinity series where he would be teammates with Haley Deegan, um, kind of replacing Brett Moffat there, um, which that team had some good runs with Moffat last year. Uh, I don't know. I'm just so torn on what to Benedetto. Uh, man, I feel like the truck series is kind of the perfect spot for him. Uh, he's he's had his flashes of some potential, but uh, we know there's not a ton there. And, and his just total lack of inability to bring sponsorship. It, I don't know that anyone is less sponsorable than that. Like, has he ever had? I can't think of a sponsor he's ever. I'm trying to remember. Because he was in the 21 car in the Cup Series, right? And that was the Wood Brothers, and, and they've got their kind of generic level of sponsors that, that kind of just come with the team. Like, now with Harrison Burton, they've brought in a few, you know, Dex is on the car and other stuff, but a lot of times it's the Ford Motorcraft and, and some Menards, some of the Penske runoff type of stuff, and that's all he ever uh, had there. Before that, he was in the 95 car, which was always the same. God, I can't remember what that sponsor was, but uh, Pro Pro craft or some shit like that but it was always that same sponsor and that was the same one that was casey kane and whoever else drove the 95 so like i don't i don't know and i remember him like begging and crying for sponsors at points making videos like before that but i it just floors me his inability to not have any sponsors that for as many people that tweet bob pockers and ask about where his ride is uh but you know hey whatever so, <laughs> so yes potentially going to the am racing which yeah, I don't know. Would be okay. I mean, he'd, he'd probably be a fifteenth to twentieth place car most weeks. In uh, in twenty fifteen, Matt DiBenedetto in the Cup Series ran the Burger King Dr Pepper car for BK Racing. Right, which uh, is owned by Burger King. So. Exactly, Burger <laughs> Again, King sponsorship came with the car. <laughs> Burger King had that. Uh, Cosmo Motors had it. James Madison University did it for a second. Voodoo Barbecue and Grilling. Uh, but yeah, that was that was in uh, twenty fifteen. I was in 2016. Let's let's hammer this point home uh, again. BK Racing, but BK dustless, racing. dustless blasting. I know everybody's tuning out now. Uh, Swanee, <laughs> the University of the South, Cosmo Motors. Uh, yeah, even BK kind of pulled themselves away from from this. <laughs> Burger King was like, we don't need to sponsor this. Guy. Burger King did not NASCAR Heat Evolution. Yeah, I don't see any Burger King on that one. That was in 2016. <laughs> this is fun. Let's go through the evolution of, of his sponsorships in uh, 2017. Uh, he drove for Archie St. Hilaire uh, and EJ Wade Foundation, Can-Am, Kappa, um, more Cosmo Motors. So, hey, Cosmo Motors. Hey, Cosmo up. Motors is the biggest supporter of Matt Benedetto out there. Apparently. Um, yeah, but I mean, to your point, that's exactly it. It was it okay, was just yeah, a I slew. Mean, it just, yeah, it never. Can-Am kind of done with him for a little while as well yeah. here and there. Because well, then he was, what, in the 32 car after that? 
2019, he was in the 95. Yeah. Then, oh, yeah, then he went to the 95, and then it, that's when he came to the, the 21. So I don't know. But it is it is an interesting thing. I don't, I don't fully understand that for as much as people seem to like him. But <laughs> we'll see. I, I don't know. I mean, again, he's, he's probably going to be fairly irrelevant when it comes to betting. Yeah, definitely not something we're going to be. I mean, unless we're looking at head-to-heads, and then we can fade him. So that would be fun as well. But yeah. 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 <laughs> And yeah, the last two seasons of the cup, he was definitely in the uh, 21 car. So, you know, Motocraft doing their thing with some of their other sponsors that are on the hood to Menards uh, jumped in there a couple times. But yeah, Matt Benedetto only bringing it up because we needed to talk about something and that was it. That's, yeah, that's the news. The news. I mean, everybody kind of went home for the holidays, I think, and. And that's about it. So uh, I did just see Chase Elliott's cousin is going to be his spotter this season. Um which is kind of a change like the sponsor deal has, or the spotter deal has been has been pretty weird because it seems like a lot of these smaller teams are like paying out for some of these bigger spotters. So like Eddie DeHaunt left Chase Elliott, even though he's been with Elliott since Elliott came into the Cup Series, really uh, so interesting. But Trey Poole, which is uh, his cousin, is going to spot for him uh, full-time. He spotted for him on road courses and various other races in the past. So he's going to go... Uh, Go be his his spotter now. Um, and then Bob had also mentioned, well, I think we already pretty much knew this, but same, he he brought it back up today, same as, as last year, no practice prior to the duels uh, when we do get to Daytona, which obviously we'll talk about more, but basically just going straight out there into the duels, which is always sort of interesting. Maybe you should give him a couple laps to make sure that shit works, but uh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, maybe one <laughs> at least, right? Let well, him fire it up. T- I mean, because, like, we get it. Super Speedway practice is, is kind of doesn't really matter, right? I mean, if you want to get some reps in the draft, great. But other than that, like, you're not going to do anything to your car, right? You're pretty much going to the max anyways. So, but to make sure shit works, like, <laughs> it's been all off season since we've run these things. Like, maybe we should, whatever. Anyways. <laughs> uh, all right. So, enough about Matt Benedetto. I'm sure his own family will talk about him plenty around the dinner table. Uh Again, Matt Tomato, Dedo, love you. Let's have some beers. I just, you know, from a standpoint of of that's concerned, we're we're done. Um, all right, let's let's talk a little bit about last season and just sort of all we wanted to do really was kind of take a take a step back and look at some of what we were happy about, what we were sad about, and really what that does for us coming into this season, right? I mean, some of the things that we're going to be looking at, hopefully. Uh, improving on and or trying to stay away from this year in per- as it pertained to last season. And uh, I-, I think I want to start out on the on the disappointment note because I feel like we'll end on a on a positive if we if we do the what we were happy about. So um, Cody, I've got one and I've got one that that is my biggest probably swing and miss of the entire 2023 season. Which was a lot of people swing and misses, and that was Kevin Harvick. I just feel as if this last season was probably the most anticlimactic, and even probably for him as he looks back on his career. I mean, it's it's kind of sad when you announce that you're going out, and then that's the kind of season you put out. And, and it's frustrating because we were so high on Kevin Harvick. We were so high on the possibility. He's been so good on so many of these tracks. He's dominated in his entire career, every week we can count on uh, on a top 10 finish. And then, you know, sometimes he's in the win and, and you just go, Kevin Harvick is going to kill 
in his last season. You're telling me that he's announcing his 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 end, right? His finish date, and so now he's going to go out and just hammer it home. Unfortunately, that was not the case. Six top tens, fourteen top fives. I mean, uh, it was six top fives, rather fourteen top tens. I got it mixed up, but still, fourteen top tens in a thirty-six race season. That is not Kevin Harvick when you consider even the season before that was 17 top 10s. That's a little frustrating, but 24, 27, 26, 29. He was a machine. These last two seasons, not so much. Again, we put a lot of stock into him. Didn't really progress, and and we still kept betting on him because we thought, nah, I can't be this bad all season long. Well, that was. So Kevin now in the booth, just, just a swing and a miss in 2023. Yeah, that that definitely was a big swing and a miss. I think for me, um, uh, SHR, the rest of SHR as a whole is kind of. I mean, I would say they're probably the biggest disappointment in the garage in the season. I, you could throw out like a Chase Elliott again. The injury just makes it so difficult missing the time. The suspension that was pretty disappointing as well. But uh, I think SHR as a whole, like I was pretty high on Ryan Priest going into the season. I remember talking him up. We hit a big thirty-three to one on him in the Clash last year top finishing forward and it was like okay here we go like they're gonna be sleeping on him and then they were right to sleep on him because he never woke up uh things just weren't great for i mean he had the flash of the clash Ooh, the flash of the clash Ooh. <laughs> um i think we just discovered something uh and, and then like martinsville where he led the first you know whatever 115 laps before he, he got the speeding penalty um and, and there were some tracks right there you know the short flat tracks that's where we can always Always go back to the SHR guys because it seems like they show up for that. But yeah, I mean, he's a guy that I was I was pretty high on going into the season. Ends up twenty third in the points. I mean, only two spots ahead of a guy like Corey LaJoy, who, as much as I love Corey LaJoy, it is crazy looking at the at the final point standings. LaJoy is right behind a Penske car and an SH two SHR cars, which is just insane. But um, yeah, I think that that SHR deserves kind of the big disappointment tag. And and for me personally. Ryan Priest was for the Cup Series one of the guys I was higher on. Uh, not shockingly, if we we're going to talk about Xfinity, an SHR guy was my biggest disappointment there because, uh, oh boy, which is, yeah, we'll have to talk about that because he won the championship, but he was still my biggest disappointment. <laughs> well, and so it's funny because we kind of we've kind of touched on this a little bit in our in our championship talks and our odds and our head to heads as well. And going forward with SHR, they were a big disappointment last year. But we can't really tackle them the same way this year. That young lineup has got so much potential on paper because of the drivers that they've signed and, and the folks that they've got driving those cars now. But the problem is is that there's not a lot of real-world application to it. And so we're not <clears throat> taking a lot of win totals. We're not taking a lot of championship totals on these guys. And, and really where the money is going to be made on SHR is finding head-to-heads groups and and quite possibly car numbers if if that's you know the falls within the realm of of possibility i don't know that we're going to be really heavy on actively betting on versus betting against these shr drivers betting against especially like the josh berry's like again much as much love as he's gotten from the books it's just it uh, it's going to be hard to see it working out that way rookies it's just they all struggle when they come in especially lately. So, and we've talked about that, but yeah, I mean, it's not looking super great for them this year. Again, we've talked about it. Maybe in a couple of seasons, this really sparks and hits big, but uh, yeah, it's probably going to be a team that we're going to look for at short flat tracks. 
we're going to bet a lot of money on them there and then kind of fade them in other weeks because that's that seems to be the strategy with with SHR as of late. Indeed. So let's move over to another team uh, and we'll just talk about because you, you touched on it for a second, Chase Elliott. It's that whole Hendrick Motorsports stable. You're disappointed this season in 2023, but I don't think you can necessarily like SHR. I don't think you can carry that that frustration over to 2024 because all of these drivers are veteran drivers. They're all much different from the SHR stable in that now all these guys are championship contenders right off the bat, former champions themselves. So, you know, you can't necessarily equate 2024 to 2023. And there's going to be a lot of times this coming season where we're going to try to call back on 2023 and go, yeah, but we can't because, you know, Elliott didn't run this race or or Bowman didn't run this race or Byron was hot in the beginning and not in the end and, and Larson wasn't necessarily up to his, his standards. So this was a, a frustrating season altogether, but I, I don't feel like we can factor that in to anything that's coming up this season. Yeah, and again, just strange, the, the levels of what is frustrating, what's not, because they end up with two cars in the final four. So, you know, that part of it, and Byron led the, the league with wins, right, at, at six, but obviously the five, the 48, things were very disappointing there. But you look what they did early in the season, it could have been a lot different had there not been the injuries. It's kind of a fluke year for them, but I think it'll be all systems go for, for Hendrick in 2024. I mean, you know, hashtag analysis, but there's a lot of people that are going to want to point back to 2023 and go, yeah, but, and and you can't necessarily do that. So yeah, one, I think like we talked about with the win total, I mean, Chase Elliott's at 2.5, like that just seems criminally low and coming off of not winning anything. We get it, but it's his talent and his car is it's too much to, to have that number be so low. And it's, it's definitely being overlooked as a, you know, it's more of a, a reactionary line than an actual what it probably should be set at line, um, which we love. Yeah, go ahead. Keep reading that box score. We'll, we'll go ahead and keep owning you on it if that's, if that's what you want to go on at all. Um, exactly. All right, so then let's talk about something that we were uh, happy about, Cody. What, what's one thing that you're happy about in 2023? Yeah, I was trying to think of, of like what my biggest – uh man, I, I don't know. I This was my idea, and I didn't really put any thought into it beforehand because I wanted to kind of come up with it on the spot. But, uh, I mean, I think Ty Gibbs is, is a bright spot, right? We talked about him a lot um, and just his ability to, you know, he didn't come out and win a bunch of races or, or compete for wins, really, but how well he did this season in staying out of the way, in cutting his teeth, and, like, setting himself up. Again, I think it's going to be such a big year for him this season. So he's definitely one of my bright spots um, as far as, you know, a guy we hit on a few times with with getting top 10 finishes and, and whatnot. We kind of had a little streak going for him with him for a while where kept hitting on his top 10. So, yeah, I, w- I would say he was definitely one of the bright spots. And, and then I think the Tyler Reddick is another one, too, where there was a lot of really good bright spots that, that kind of got dimmed a little bit. Um, but again... I saw enough there that if we can just keep that light on and and keep it bright next season is, is going to be huge. So my biggest bright spot, I think was RFK. I hammered Brad Keselowski a year too early. So I think it was a little bit of vindication to have both RFK cars running as well as they did this season. And we talked so much about this, how those guys ran together around the same top 10 ish spots right if one is eighth the other's 10th or if one's 10th the other's 11th it was just 
always back to back with those guys. Obviously, we know Busher getting those three wins. Kozlowski helping him do a couple of those as well. And it's just to me that was a bright spot that I think we can see more. And and again, we've talked about this in the championship odds and the championship totals. But I feel like they're going to be solid top ten cars almost just about every week, like they were this week. And in some cases, I feel like we really could see them kind of take another leap into the top five territory. Race wins, I don't think neither one of us are, are very uh, convinced that they're going to turn those into a lot more wins this season. But I do think as far as competitiveness is concerned, we can start looking at more top five bets for Busher and Kislowski. We can start taking some more looks at group wins for both of these guys, depending on where they're at. We can start taking a look at more of the head-to-heads, depending on who we get them against. Um, you know, and, and even sometimes, in some cases, even if they do put them up against some of the, the better drivers, I suppose, the A drivers, um, I would still consider taking them in some capacity because I, I think RFK may have taken that step, and I think they may continue to build on that to become, I, I don't want to say one of the, the top top ownership groups in the in the garage, but... I mean, they could be the, the, uh, the I, I guess, the um, Aston Martin to the Mercedes, Ferrari, and, and uh, Red Bull. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, just outside of that. Yeah, well, and I mean, if you remember towards the end of last season, obviously, you know, Blaney wins a championship with Penske, and, and so Penske's on top again as a Ford team. But prior to that, I mean, everything we were saying was, RFK is kind of the best Ford team in the garage now. And there was a, a good chunk of the season until Blaney got hot at the end where that was kind of the big feeling was, okay, RFK is kind of taken over as the best Ford team, which is kind of a throwback because for a long time they were the best Ford team for, for many years. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that that's a great one, right? Because uh, Busher kind of comes out of nowhere. He got one win last season. And then he just tags on three of them this season and, and a diff- all at different types of tracks, uh, different styles of tracks. He's going to be a guy we're going to have to talk about more. It'll be interesting to see where he's priced at early in the season because he's a guy you might be able to get some really good value on early because the books just aren't sure. And I'm even not sure, right? I, I don't want to take his over on the wins and and, and I got to see it more. But if you kind of see him start to put it together early, we know what he can do. So he might be a type of guy where, you can get in on him early and, and get some really solid results from him and, uh, you know, and parlay that into some success. Yeah, and it's funny because you said that too. Roush was always one of the better teams back in the, in the what, late 80s, early 90s. Roush was a pretty big Well, yeah, I mean, even early 2000s, right? They won the 03 championship. They won the 04 championship. And then they had five cars for a while before they changed the rule where you could only have four. And, they, I mean, they won everything. They had a loaded lineup with – Mark Martin and Matt Kenseth and Greg Biffle and uh, Kurt Busch was there for a while and Jamie McMurray, like they were just tearing it up for a long time. And then obviously, you know, things changed over the, over the years and then the team kind of went more dormant, but starting to kind of see that resurgence. And, and I think that's what Brad wants to do is return them to that glory and, and they're on their way to doing it for sure. I wonder if they get a third car here pretty soon. That would be, that'd be something. They're already adding one for the, for part time, right? The RFK sixty car. Dave Dragon's giving me the five hundred. Sounds like maybe. Oh, that was another story I saw. Robbie Gordon talking about wanting to come back, Ooh. run some Cup Series uh, road course. I mean, why not? Right. All 
all these guys are these, you know, Jensen Buttons of the world. All these people are coming over to run road courses. Robbie Gordon's only, I think, 53, 55, something like that. So he's out of his prime a little bit. But, uh, you know, hey, love to see Robbie Gordon get back behind the wheel because he was uh, he was a character back in the day. Did he did he drive the singular car? Was that he him? did? He, yeah. Yep. Singular 31 for a long time. Yep. Uh, yeah. After any one, I think his one NASCAR Cup Series win came when he was filling in for Mike Skinner in the 31 car. He actually won a race and then he ended up taking over the 31 uh, later on full time. And yeah, he was a singular car for a while, ran Robbie Gordon racing and everything. But yeah, he's a, a pretty well-known name in, in the racing world. You can never forget that paint scheme. Never forget it, that. That is scheme. like one of the weirdly iconic cars. Like it shouldn't be iconic because like it didn't win a bunch of races or anything, but it is one of those cars that like that that paint scheme really sticks out to you. Yeah. Again, it's it's you remember Robbie Gordon, you remember that singular car. It's yep. just there's there's cars and he drove other stuff before that, but that singular car is the one yep, that That's the one you remember. Yep. So um all right, was there any other major happy takeaways for you? I, I think that was about it for me. I yeah. I was for, happy for the a lot Cup of series, yeah. I think that yeah, yeah, that covers about everything. Yeah, I think so too. Um all right. Well then I guess it's go ahead and time to, to let everybody go and, and go on their way. We will come back again tomorrow with another episode. Hopefully overnight, the odds fairies come and give us some odds for uh, something. Uh, I know Cody's got a strongly worded email to every book out there um, to tell them to stop napping. So hopefully they wake up and give us some odds uh, that we can actually talk about. Yes, I, uh, I've definitely sent, uh, sent a few things out there. Because uh, what what are we waiting for here? Just let's come on, let's go. I was gonna say we're but, waiting for Christmas, but well, yeah, we got next Christmas. Christmas has passed, and uh, again, like uh, they were all out this time last year. I don't understand. Like Caesars and like so, Caesars has done a really good job this year of adding more Cup Series stuff. We talked about all of that. They had it last year. MGM is supposed to be like a big partner with NASCAR. Well, they're sleeping. What are you doing? Like. Somebody just give us, give us some truck series odds. Give us some Xfinity series odds, please. We're begging you. But good news, Rod. Thirty-three days till the Clash of the Coliseum. We're basically a month away. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. It's almost there. Cannot wait. God bless it. All right. Uh, all right. Well, then, in the meantime, Cody, let's uh, let everybody go and enjoy the rest of their day. Uh, why don't you send them off with how to find you on the social media machines? Yep. Follow me on the X at Husker underscore Zeb. You can find all my work over there. Uh, and make sure you check out the, the show on YouTube as well. You see Rod has a nice new sign above his head. Uh, I believe he won the bet. His, uh, he had a bet with his wife, how long it would take me to notice. And it was the first thing I said to him when we logged in. So uh, apparently I'm more aware than his wife thinks I am, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I took the under I did on, on how long it was going to take. And and literally it was the first thing. So the first it's right. It's beautiful. You got to go over to the YouTube, check it out. It's right above his head. It says hot rod. I mean, fits him perfectly. So love well, it. there's going to be more as we as we I, I 2024 is the year that I stop being plain uh, and start getting real. So I, I told him he better notice when I had something to my background, which if you've seen the YouTube channel, you're not going to notice. So good luck. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really if you take something out, that's when I should yeah. notice it for sure. <laughs> I should just like move random stuff around. It's, that'll be our new game. See if you can find out what I moved from the last show. Spot the di it, I hate those pictures. Can you spot the difference? No, <laughs> I can't tell that that guy's got four fingers versus five. Shut it. Uh, all right. So listen, hey, here's the deal. Send us your questions. We're going to answer some questions. 
uh, on tomorrow's show. So you got any questions, anything specific, it doesn't matter. You know us. We'll answer just about anything you throw at us. So uh, send us your questions. Could be racing related. Could be anything related. Uh, just uh, whatever you want us to answer, we'll answer them on tomorrow's show. We'll do a mailbag type of a thing uh, to bridge the gap. Just to have a little fun with you guys. We'll put this in the Discord as well to get some more questions from you. So uh, follow me on X. You can ask me there too, at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on. And of course, just keep up with us as we progress 33 days away. See you soon. We'll see you tomorrow, in fact. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride.